Previously on Rob Zombie's Sesame Street. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> Falling to the deck, having failed three death saves, is Treble the Bard, who should strongly consider getting new dice. <laughs> And possibly a new character. <laughs> no. Um, oh. No. Um, too soon. Bodies are strewn about the deck in various states of, of death and dismemberment. There is a lone spellcaster remaining who is on his last legs, and that appears to be the only remaining living crew member from the, the Ransheim patrol boat. At this point, when it's clear that the fight is lost for the Ransheim group, uh, this caster is going to raise his hands into the air and say, I yield! Please spare my life! And kind of gets down on his knees and puts his hands in the air. This is the bastard that killed Treble, correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah, he also almost killed me. I'm still unconscious. I'm not. I'm not awake for any of this. Uh, it's also the same one that uh, caused Barry, the uh, bugbear, to to go down. Oh, is Barry the bugbear, like, dead? Or is Barry he the bugbear has to make some death saves, so I'm going to probably roll those separately and let you know how that goes. Barry the bugbear, who sounded so cool and did shit all for most I of I mean, the he fought a little bit. He definitely got the short end of the stick from... Uh, <laughs> he had some The short end of the dice rolls. Yeah, it was a rough session for, for a lot of people. For uh, everybody. Well, wasn't it the first episode, Barry was an absolute badass, and then the next episode, Barry, could not Barry hit couldn't hit anything, and, and yeah. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, as they say. As they say. In fantasy Kansas. So, what do you guys do? Nothing. Well, I'm unconscious. Yeah. I don't remember Herman, where I was or what I was doing. You were throwing animals about. I know I threw an elk. And then I pulled out a goat that's licking Treble's lifeless face. Oh, that's right. You pulled out something. Yeah. So yeah, Herman and Kitty, vanishes. what do you do? So Herman is, is holding Treble in his arms, watching his eyes roll back and his, his breathing stop. And uh, he's, he's overwhelmed with what he's seeing. And he, he screams to heaven and goes, No! I will avenge you, Treble! And then he goes to uh, attack that uh, with Spellcaster. So I'm going to run over there and commit as much murder as is, is physically capable. Okay, I'm going to say you have advantage because the man's not making any attempt to protect himself. So what are you, are you just going for like a melee hit? Or I guess that's all you have left because you threw your javelin and don't have your axe. So You could jump over to the other ship, grab your javelin. <laughs> you had the unconscious body of trouble in you. You should use it as a as a satyr flail. He's got very sharp little feeties um, <laughs> that would hurt really bad if you used them to hit somebody. No, Vincent, Vincent wouldn't do that. Vincent loves rage and vengeance, but he would never just <laughs> use his friend's dead body as a weapon. 
I think Vincent has no imagination. Vincent has a lot of imagination, actually. We know that from his <laughs> many one-liners. Yeah, he's about to get very creative with his, his murder. There is a magnet next to Vincent's moral compass, and that magnet points to violence constantly. Can I just run all the way to him? Yeah, it's like it's like 40 feet from where you are. So Actually, it's less than that. It's like 30 feet, so you could get there and without having to, to sprint, so you could move and... Do an, do an attack. Okay, so I want to run over there and grab him by the throat, lift him into the air, and then slam him down on top of his own head. Okay. Um. So you're lifting him, flipping him upside down, and then slamming his head onto the ground? I'm going to make him scorpion in half is the goal. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Let's... St- now you're still in rage, so you get advantage on what strength-based checks? Yeah, strength checks. Okay, go ahead and make an athletics check just for the lift. Uh, yeah, for lifting him up, and then this would also apply to flipping him over. And so that's a nat twenty. Right okay, there. well, um, <laughs> well, that worked out. Treble is avenged. Uh, okay, so you. Um, I'm trying to think of what damage this would be. I guess roll, roll an unarmed strike, and uh, yeah, and double it. So I think my unarmed strike just automatically does five. I don't think it's a roll. Oh, if that, I mean, it, it'll do ten because you you crit. I mean, I guess it wasn't an attack, but I'm still gonna allow it for the rule of cool. So, well, that's gonna be more than enough to kill him. So, uh, yeah, his body folds like a cheap suit. I'm going to try that again, because I have never liked that analogy. His body folds like an unused bedsheet. No, uh, his body folds like a... An accordion and a Looney Tunes. (laughs) (laughs) What are some things that fold? Envelopes? Um, (laughs) Pretzels. Uh, Pretzels? Shut up! Well... Kind of. His body folds like a calfskin wallet. You know, fuck it. His body folds. Leave and... all of this in so people can choose which metaphor they like the best. Take <laughs> your metaphor here. I, is that a, is that a new uh, service that we're going to offer? If you leave a yeah, review, you can pick metaphor. a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> you get a metaphor. And you get a metaphor. Okay. With a sickening crunch, though, you bring this this caster's body into the deck well the the body would be a great uh, a great player of twister because it looks like a mess and its limbs are kind of splayed out so so as i slam him into the ground i say i have become untethered and my wrath knows no bounds this is frightening was he tethered before <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh no he's slightly tethered just like a shoestring tether Wait, hold on. Is Herman gone now? Is that the tether that is now untethered? Maybe. (laughs) Are we now stuck with this option? Only time will tell. Grief is a powerful motivator. So you've got one party who's dead. Red is unconscious. Barry succeeded on his death save, so he is stable. Uh, Yeah. I've already been stabilized, so I'm not making saves. Well, so I guess then the two 
conscious members, uh, Kitty and and Vincent, as we'll refer to you until your your rage subsides to a low murmur. Yeah, there's a lot of bodies around, um, a lot of weapons for those of you that may want them. You can also choose to investigate the ship if you want. Could somebody wake me up, please? No, it's fine. Take a nap. You're a baby. You need it. I am. Wake me up inside. Actually, what I, I, I had another idea of kind of a, a song in the same vein, but I was thinking, and I don't normally think of Three Doors Down, but... It's not my time. I only know I'm not like, going. things from Three it's Doors fair. Down that were on the radio, so I've I don't think I've that heard one, that. that one was on the radio. I would never willingly listen to Three Doors Down. Uh, I don't I don't know the song. That's fine. It's it it was a joke that is probably fifteen years too late, so <laughs> truly truly timely. So uh, conscious members, what are you guys doing? Well, I just went all Hulk on the spellcaster, so I'll let you go, Kitty. I don't know what I'm doing. I, but, but, yeah, Kitty went from being a reporter to now full-blown in military-style battles within the span of, what, it's been three days? since we It's sn- been more than three days. Since we snuck through the abbey, got on a fucking submarine... And then immediately the submarine got attacked, like, the next day. Kitty has a panic attack. Of Sounds course she right. does. <laughs> Kitty As is her right. Also is unconscious. Yeah. I think in total, <laughs> it's been about five to six days. Oh, which five to six. I, I, know, I know, I know. It's been a busy week. It's been a, it's been a busy it's week. It's not even been a week! <laughs> a month or God. even a year! Yeah, so the weekend's coming up. We got something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be a weekend, a weekend at Bernie's situation where you use treble like a puppet? We're all and... going off to an island for a weekend, except we're not all going because one of us is dead. <laughs> yeah, Vincent's going to go to Bed Bath and Beyond, pick up some new bathroom accessories. Perfect. Um. Okay, so we have. One person dead, one person unconscious, one person in the midst of a panic attack, and one person is currently the Hulk. <laughs> I think yeah. we're gonna... What are your NPCs doing, Henry? Yeah, oh, what's okay. Well, it was a great doing? podcast, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed our show. Um, I don't know if we're I ever think, gonna get back. I think this is it. Oh, I think God. this is it. Well, Vincent just jumps into the ocean, swims off into the sunset to murder more. <laughs> the treble was the only thing holding us together. So I, I, I can describe what some of the NPCs are doing. You see a small group of maybe four to five of the crew of the submarine gathered around the Lokatha. And if you recall from last session, the Lokatha took a hit of some sort of acid blast from one of the casters. It's going to become quickly apparent that he failed his death saves pretty badly. Almost almost worse than Treble did, in fact, which which says a lot if you look at the numbers. But that's that's neither here nor there. So they all kind of gather and... Um, as an aside, I did not expect so many of my NPCs to really get terrible roles because... Like I said, that just teaches me not to love any of them. 
Anyway, so you see a group of four or five kind of giving respects to this fallen Lokatha, Mr. Gietti. You see some of the other ones have actually gone around and are kind of patching up wounded crew members. So giving aid to this crew of the freighter, who a, lot, a good number of them are just flat out dead, but some of them are just pretty seriously wounded, so you can see them medical attention being applied. Another interesting thing that you see is that Captain Michelle uh, goes back into the cabin that Barry kind of kicked his way out of on the on the deck of the freighter and emerges with what look to be some some people wearing like noble suits like very well put together. So you kind of get the vibe that they might have been passengers maybe not combat savvy passengers but passengers on this freighter who were hiding in the back protected by Barry. You also see that several of the crew members have gone onto the deck of the patrol boat and have started like dragging bodies kind of piling them up and then slowly they start going back into the cabins and into the cargo hold and taking chests of stuff out and laying it on the deck. I'm unconscious but if i were not unconscious i would be offended that none of them are over here checking on me and treble (laughs) anyone could wake me up at any time they're worried about their own friend who is dead who was a dickhead to us red's not mad he's just disappointed i'm disappointed (laughs) i would like to be awake (laughs) well i can't help you with that Hey, what's uh, the cat doing? Jordan, you're here You're here to play your cat. Correct. So yeah. what's your cat doing? We've replaced Treble with just bass. We just yeah, it's want just bass, bass now. Me. Most people just want my cat more than me anyway, so I'm pretty used to it. Bass? Yeah? Is that what you're doing? Honestly, I have a feeling that because of base and treble's strong connection he base could tell when treble actually died and then uh i think he too went into a little bit of a of a kitty cat rage oh, i thought you were going to say a catatonic and, state <laughs> uh, oh that's good too that's good too good in the worst way uh, uh, but he is a he's in a little bit of a kitty cat rage and uh, followed Herman over to the other boat and is just ripping into the, like the body of the spellcaster and once he's covered in as much blood as Herman is or I had now Vincent he climbs onto Vincent's shoulder and sits on his right shoulder waiting for Vincent to do something. I know Bass. I miss him too. Vincent's gonna walk over and pick up Red's body, uh, unconscious body, and then turn to the crew. Like, hey, one of you fucks come over here and heal my friend! Hell yeah. Go ahead and roll intimidation. Hell yeah, man. Uh, with advantage. Uh, 16 plus 4, 20. Perfect. Uh, 20, baby. You are so fearsome, in fact, that Captain Michelle comes over herself and revives or wakes up red i just need like any amount of healing and i will be awoken she applies she she puts her hand on your forehead and speaks a word and there's a little green flash of light 
She sprinkles some lavender essential oil on your <laughs> That's what yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> she puts smelling salts under my nose. Yeah, what word does uh, does Michelle say? Rise up. Well, actually, she wouldn't say it like that. I don't know what voice rise. that was. Captain Michelle's been uh, been kidding. chain smoking throughout this entire fight. Uh, rise up, rise up, baby! <laughs> no. It's time to win. Demon possessed by a chain smoking. Uh, yeah. Just... Rise up, please. Okay, am I? You're awake? you're up, please. For the love of God, get up! <laughs> I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Reb wakes up, sits up, and sees Herman slash Vincent above him. Okay. Sees just sort of the crew, I guess, around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he notices right away Treble, um, but I think once he like looks around for a few seconds and sees Treble on the ground, he like immediately goes over there. And I know this will not do anything, but um, he attempts to cast Spare the Dying. What form does your Spare the Dying take? Is it like a flash of light, some sparks? What, um, do, what do you what do you flavor it as? It's a touch based spell. Sure. So I I think it's like I put my hand on someone and it sort of like some of the color drains out of me and would drain back into them. Like, like my skin gets a little more pale and their skin gets a little more rosy. Okay, so is it possible then for you to, just as an aside, is it possible for you to, to spare the dying on someone and knock yourself out again? Um, I don't think so because... Because <laughs> that would be really and funny and... Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I... I think it wouldn't work because I I think I attempt to cast the spell and it just doesn't get cast because it only applies to someone who's not dead yet right. and trouble is already dead. Okay. So like I try to cast. Okay, it so you ca- try and cast it and it looks like it's working and then it just dissipates. Lay your hand on and and nothing happens. Red looks up. And, like, frantically looks around at the crew and Vincent and everyone and goes, Hey, 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 we need some help over here. We we need a healer over here. Or, or uh, y- y'all got a cleric? Oh, shit. Um, and is just, like, frantically trying to flag someone down. Vincent rests his hand on Red's shoulder and says, It's too late. Ah. Uh, He's gone. Uh, well, uh, well, I've, 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 I've seen, um, uh, my friend Jesus in the forest technologies community has been known to raise people even after they've died. Well, this is a he world in which the Revivify awesome. spell exists. So I feel like he has at one point seen the Revivify spell. Yeah, um, from his friend Jesus. <laughs> yeah, maybe from Jesus. He got, he got Revivified himself three days after the fact. I think that um, Vincent is not giving Red the assurances that he would like. Uh, so he looks over at Kitty, uh, who is maybe mid panic attack, and is like, "It, Kitty, Kitty, you are you all right? It, what happened?" No, 
and her like ears are like flat against her head and her like tail is like wrapped up around her own torso like they they the it just it, it uh, and she just is like crying and like she's even got her like she's so upset her like claws are out but not because she's like gonna fight but just because she's just like freaked out her hair is like any of it that's not like the styled hair on her head is like straight up her tail which is normally kind of like sleek-ish is that's wrapped around her body is just completely bottle brushed she is like I just it was a fight and they trouble went down and you went down and and Herman is Vincent or Vincent is Herman now I just I don't I I I don't know I just don't know Red gets up and and goes over to Kitty and sort of like slowly moves to like put a hand on her shoulder, but will will back away if she doesn't seem receptive to that. And it's just like it, it it's it's all right. It's it, it's okay. Uh, we're we're gonna figure it out. Uh, and he um turns to uh Captain Michelle and is like, uh, where where's your cleric? Y- y'all got a cleric, right? Yes, of course we have a cleric. What kind of submarine do you think this is? And uh, well, uh, we we need him. Well, you need her, and her we... is, and she points, and the cleric appears to be doing like deck side surgery. Uh, she's got like a f- little face mask on, and you can see she's got like a bone saw, and is trying to like saw <laughs> saw. Part of a leg off of one of the crew members. Jesus. Um, I point at Vincent and tell him to. I go it take take Treble over there and like point over to her. Before Red's even done talking, Vincent rushes over, picks up uh, Treble, and carries him over to the uh, cleric. Says, "Fuck that guy! Heal my friend." Okay, that's not what Red intended, but yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. 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 Um roll intimidation. Uh, I'm trying to think if roll intimidation would work in your favor or if the if the cleric out of like resi- out of spite would would respond negatively to that. So, the cleric kind of quickly looks up kind of midway through sawing this leg off. Looks at you, looks at the leg, looks at you, and then with just like a nod of her head, um, put him down there. And she just gestures to an empty space of deck. So you can put Treble down next to a couple of other people who need assistance. One other thing that you notice is that, so the cleric finishes this bone saw, or this amputation essentially, and puts her hand on this severed stump of a leg and heals that portion of it uh and then she kind of turns and she reaches into this bag uh at her side and pulls out a single diamond and then kind of looks at it for a second 
and then looks at the other two crew members and then looks at Treble and then looks at you, Herman. It's like, I've only got one left. Who do I save? I pick up the other two wounded people and I throw them in the ocean. No! <laughs> no just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Red wow. attempts to stop you. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's not he's not that savage. <laughs> I mean if you want to play it that way, more power to you. <laughs> um, I mean Vincent Vincent likes to murder, but he's no he's no heartless monster. Did we get any didn't we get like some gems and shit from the stash of holding? Yeah, Red is gonna turn to Kitty, who did uh, a bunch of the thieving from the Abbey, and go. Do do we have? Do we have more? She'll just pass her, like like she'll hold up her bag for a second, like she's gonna pass it to Red, and then just turn it around and flip it out and shake it, and just like. <laughs> okay. Um, at the sound of some th- of all of these gems clattering on the deck, everyone kind of stops and turns real quick. And you definitely see that a lot of the crew members are looking at you, or rather looking at the gems with with some, uh, I don't want to say fiendish greed, but... Oh, fuck off! Sense- they just got like six chests from this fucking place. They can fuck off. Yeah. True. Um, are there any diamonds, like, apparent right away from that bag? Or did we get unlucky and we have, like, all rubies or something? Well, that is a great question. Go ahead and roll 3d100. Oops, all rubies. <laughs> I assume that Kitty rolls that. <laughs> That's such a good joke. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you do, Bobby. It, they're your, your gems. 86. 48. 34. You are able to find two diamonds in in that Red group. Red grabs them and brings them over to the cleric very quickly. He's I I think he's not in his shifted form anymore, but he's still a very fast little man. Okay, and just to clarify, you did not in fact throw the other people over the side, right? No. <laughs> no, it was a joke. It would have been very funny, but I did not. Okay. Well, that, I, I kind of wish you had, but then, no, that's okay. Uh, just. <laughs> no. um, so the cleric is going to take one of those diamonds, and it's going to be a near thing, because uh, seconds are ticking by. Yeah, it may have already been more than a minute, but... The cleric's like, oh, I'm sorry, this is cubic zirconium. It's not a counterfeit. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls out a diamond tester. Like, oh, you got Pulls it out and looks at it. You went to Jared? No. (laughs) No, they went to Shane Company, the diamond company. We're in the Pacific Northwest, after all. You have to listen to that anytime you turn on a radio ever. That actually is a very valid point. And I feel they're ashamed. Your friend, for they're your friend in the diamond business, yeah. goddamn. I don't listen to the radio. I listen exclusively to podcasts. Well, as everyone should. I disagree no. with almost everything that you've just said. <laughs> so, but that's but 
But that's why your marriage works. You learn to disagree. I didn't know. <laughs> without, without, like, malice or hate. Our marriage works because Henry listens to the radio and I don't. And somehow yeah, that that's, makes that's it. That's how it works. Yep. Yeah. yeah, one of us Guys, gets to I have a fun time of and one of us gets to be burdened with the knowledge of everyday life. So. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that's true. That's true. That's, yeah. Henry does know what's going on a lot more than I do. And Dan is like, Listeners, I want you to imagine Henry listening to the radio. He's got an old-timey radio. He's got it on his desk. It's got, it's got the, it the gramophone It's got a cup of coffee. I do well, have yeah. to say, though, Henry knows what's happening in the news, Like, but I usually know what's happening online in pop to the point that, like, the other day, Henry and my friend Robin both looked at me asking who was playing in the Super Bowl, as if I would know that because I'm on the internet. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why you would expect me to know that. <laughs> I don't do sports. I love questions like that. Then I just respond with the weirdest animals I can think of. Yeah, it's the honey badgers versus the llamas. Obviously. I watch TV. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Dan doesn't listen to the radio because it's not 1998 anymore. Oh, yeah. Boom. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to KQ1Z, The Spoon. I also don't drive or own a car. The, 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 the spoon. Well, there so, you go. You're allowed. Dude. And I'm 30. So this is the gayest thing about me is that I'm 30 but don't drive. Well, that's great. Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, Rev- Revivify. Yeah, please tell us if our friend is dead or not. <laughs> let's talk more about the no, radio. We, we, took too, we took too long yeah, to talk about like the radio. Minutes. I don't know if <laughs> well, there's Revivify time. and there's Raise Dead, I guess. It also depends. On, yeah, it depends on how high level this cleric is and how many spell slots they have left. Oh, here's a question: Are you giving uh, both of them to the cleric, or are you just giving one? Both, absolutely. Well, are they your diamonds though? Because they are kitties, technically. I mean, yes, but Kitty dumped them out on the floor, and Red assumes that means go for it. <laughs> Vincent puts his hands in front of the diamonds, says, heal my friend, and then you can have the diamonds. Uh, Red turns to Vincent. Vincent, you've done a great job. We need Herman now, if that's all right with you. (laughs) It really is like you're trying to pacify the Hulk. It is. A little bit. Sun's going down, buddy. Sun's going down, buddy. (laughs) Sun's going down. Come on. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think Herman's coming back anytime soon. He blames himself for Triple's death. He wasn't even here. All right. We'll do that later. <laughs> uh, Red attempts to give both of the diamonds to this cleric. The cleric is going to take them and kind of weigh them in her hand for a second. And then she takes the diamond from her pouch and she puts the diamond on the chest of each of these crew members. She has enough for one to be on Treble's chest too, right? Correct. You guys got, well, not lucky, but that D that D100 roll actually worked out pretty well for you. The cleric beckons the captain over and kind of, you can't really hear what's being said, but they're kind of conversing back and forth. The cleric kind of turns to you and says, look, here's the rub. Uh, I'm getting pretty fatigued for today. So, I'm happy to uh, bring your boy back, but I'm not doing it today. So, what we're going to do, I'm going to have Cecil over here 
and she points to this this little goblin that's kind of running around the deck. Cecil over here is going to freeze your boy, and we're going to keep him in a freezer on the submarine. <laughs> and tomorrow, we're going to give it a shot. Mechanically, does this mean she's out of Revivify for now? Well, okay. mechanically, this means she gets one more, and she's reviving one of the crew members first. Okay. So they're going to freeze Treble and the other crew member, I imagine? Correct. Okay. Oh, that's the second character we have on ice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Vince is going to take too kindly to uh, <laughs> reviving the other crew member first. Red turns back to Vincent and goes, Vincent, you were the one out for this whole fight. Herman wasn't even here. So, if you remember, Vincent turned back into Herman when Herman went to save Treble. And so Herman wasn't able to revive Treble, and that's why he blames himself. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, he dropped Rage. All right, so instead of that, Red goes, Vincent, we're gonna uh, gonna have a talk. I I think we need to to get to know each other a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Red is going to try to befriend Vincent. (laughs) Vincent just ignores you. (laughs) Cool. So... After saying this, uh, the cleric begins chanting and does so for the next hour because that is the casting time, coincidentally, for Ray's Dead. Don't want to think about that anymore. So uh, we're going to move on. After This cleric has finished chanting after an hour of, I don't know, guys can have a smoke or something. I'm just going to say that the cleric finishes this ritual and that the crew member gives up. Uh, gets up, not gives up. <laughs> After which point, uh, Cecil, the goblin, comes over and casts a spell and a block of ice sort of manifests. <laughs> a single block of ice manifests around both Treble and this other crew member. I guess. We need a full name and backstory for this other crew member whose life is now tied to Treble's. <laughs> you do now, huh? We do now. I'm going to take a quick 10, and we're going to circle back <laughs> so that I can come up with I'm fucking kidding. Boblin the Goblin or whatever. whatever. I think Boblin the Goblin is actually perfect. We're not doing that. That's, That's amazing. Fine. That's, it's what? Like... what is Herman Vincent doing during this hour of chanting? Is there any way That's... Red can persuade him to go take care of Kitty? Take care of Kitty how? She's panicking. <laughs> Maybe you can you want, talk her down. You want Vincent D'Onofrio to comfort with Kitty. With calm demeanor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Vincent's doing. Vincent's just like in shock, I think, at this point. He has all this rage and doesn't know what to do with it. Don't worry, there will be an outlet for that very soon. So Let me just see if I have anything that could be helpful here well if you really Um, wanted to you could make another prayer to gerald Uh, i do want to do that because up to this point you've frankly done some really crappy prayers that have not yielded any results listen i tried i think red's thing right now is that he's gonna do um his own little prayer and also kind of sit near this cleric and watch the whole like chanting thing because he's interested in that um i think red's plan is to dual class into cleric as soon as possible at this point (laughs) um 
But yeah, I'll do a little prayer. Okay. To do my not god. Go ahead and roll religion. Now, why is religion under intelligence? Well, because you have to study religion to know it. But I, it means I have a negative one, and I rolled a three, so that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a second. What does your terrible <laughs> prayer sound like? Hey, uh, Every- <laughs> I want to hear. Let that me give you. Let Let me give you a bad prayer to Sir Gerald Birkenstock. Um. Uh, dear, dear sir, uh, Gerald Birkenstock, uh, I, um, uh, things are going real bad down here, and, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you noticed, uh, I don't know if you're, like, uh, uh, keeping an eye out, really, uh, it doesn't really seem like you've, uh, got a huge, uh, presence right here, right now, uh, but maybe if you could, uh, pay attention down here, uh, I almost died, and, uh, my friend died, and um um starting to feel a little bit uh not too confident in your services sir uh if you could show up that'd be great thanks <laughs> so you're attempting to neg a fay into uh <laughs> into answering your prayer yeah that's my bad my roll of two prayer <laughs> is negging okay well <laughs> I'm going to write that down for a second here. Uh, oh, God. I'll, I'll let you all in on a little secret. Every time that I encounter a gameplay element that I've never seen before, I write it down. And <laughs> I'm going to write that down. And that could be a good thing. That could be a dumb thing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's content agnostic. But uh, I'm just going to write that down. Uh, you know, since it, the role was a two, I feel like it's going to be a bad thing. Well, it's not going to be good. Uh, In my heart. The only thing that you observe is that it was a clear day before, and now uh, the weather appears to be stormy. Oh, no. Good. Great. Um, And when you look beside you, uh, you see that there's only one set of footprints. No, (laughs) come on. (laughs) And it's at that point that Gerald carried you. Daryl has never carried anything. He's weak. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you rolled better on religion, you wouldn't have such a crappy... I don't understand why religion is intelligence. There are a lot of deeply religious people who've never done any study. But yet clerics use wisdom as their uh, spellcasting ability. Yeah, what's up with that? your natural intuition. Yeah. So my wisdom is a lot better than my intelligence. It's, it's too bad you picked a warlock instead of a cleric. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. The thing is that uh, this makes perfect sense for Red because he did not think that he wanted to be a healer. He <laughs> His whole thing was like, I'm going to go in and be a hero. And then as soon as he saw the shit start hitting the fan, he was like, Oh god, the best hero would actually just be someone healing people. <laughs> Cuz you'd literally save the day. Yeah. Yep. He thought he was going to be flashy, but in fact what he wants to be is just sort of a background cleric. This is character growth. Also, I'd like to remind everyone that there is a large giant elk um just acting very awkwardly kind of <laughs> There's also a goat. Deck now. <laughs> Also a goat just hanging out. 
Yeah. What what is Kitty up to in the Kitty past is hour? Now slowly picking up. She's just like after she dumped all the stuff, she just is slowly picking everything back up in the bag. Very closed off. Very like still a hair sticking out. Ears tight on the side of her head kind of thing. Just slowly picking everything up, not really acknowledging people around her or anything that's going on around her at the moment. So that's what Vincent does. Vincent stands next to you as you pick up all the, the gems and stuff and like mean mugs the rest of the crew as they look at the gems. <laughs> like, don't even think about coming over here. Well, that is that is successful. I, I don't that's think anybody good, actually I don't think yeah. anybody wants to tussle with you just just now. This raised dead spell uh, takes place. This crew member gets up and immediately falls over. Upon further examination, the uh, the crew member got stabbed through the heart. Wait, the cleric? No, the one that got re- that got resurrected. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, since raised dead doesn't restore missing body parts or organs, so. Wait, they got stabbed, and part of the heart like came out. Correct. Shit. Which would only become visible, really, through a post-mortem. So that kind of sucks. But the large block of ice containing Treble and a crew member who I'm sure you'll have a detailed history on sometime within the next ten business days. uh, (laughs) One, the Cecil, the goblin uses telekinesis to move this block of ice over to the submarine which has surfaced and a little hatch opens and the block of ice is taken inside so i just picture the block of ice not fitting because it's a round hole but a square <laughs> block of ice so he's like trying to spin it and make it work people have to like chisel it to get it to fit like... pivot 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 <laughs> Are you using your back or your legs? <laughs> You're moving the couch. I like. I also like the idea that crew members have to change out because their hands keep getting cold. Like ah, can't mm-hmm. move hands. <laughs> it's at this point that uh, one of the fancily dressed passengers walks over to the group because I'm assuming that you're just kind of all of you are just watching this little goblin manipulate the block of ice into the submarine. Uh, at this point, yeah, we're probably all doing that. Uh, and this uh, person comes over to you, and they're wearing kind of like a, almost like a white tuxedo dinner jacket looking sort of thing. Um, and they're wearing a fez, and they've got like some sunglasses on, just like matte black sunglasses. It's an elven man, first of all, and you get the sense that this person has not been around combat very much because they're like taking the least direct route to get to you because they're trying to avoid areas where bodies have fallen and or there's blood on the deck. They like don't want to get blood on their shoes. Correct. Um, Gross. Okay. And they're also one of those people, they've got like a cigarette, but it's in a cigarette holder. Fancy lad. Indeed. A very fancy elf. Um, and eventually they make their way to you and kind of give the group a quick once-over, and then very shakily uh, this elf extends uh, his hand to you and says, 
Uh, hello, um, my name is Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. I'm, I'm so grateful that you were able to, to help us get away from these, from these ravagers, these savages. Ah, ah. Whose hand is he trying to shake? It's not clear. He kind of just puts his hand out, like, towards all of you. Like, very shaky. Red will shake his hands. It is slimy. Mm. Red pulls his hand away very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what happened to, um, any kind of vaguely gestures over at the block of ice. Uh, I say, have you seen a rather large uh, um, uh, bugbear around? Uh, yeah, Barry's uh, sleep, I think, over there. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> Barry made his saves, right? So he's Correct. just like, unless some other crew member had a way to make him conscious, I assume he's just unconscious still. Bar- Barry is still unconscious. So I guess you just gesture over to him. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Barry's with, been with my family for years, absolute years. Um, I simply must go and, and see about his well-being. As your your bodyguard? Um, you could say that. Yeah, Barry is more of a, uh, a fighting butler, if you will. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He's, uh, to, although to be quite frank, he's only my, my third string fighting butler. But, uh, you know... Uh, the first two uh, are off doing other things for, for the glory of my house. <laughs> bully, bully, bully all around. And he kind of slaps you all on the back and then walks over to where Barry is. <laughs> Red turns to Kitty and goes, what, what, Why did that man feel the need to talk to us? No fucking clue. Uh, all right. <laughs> Maybe you looked like you had authority with Vincent standing behind us looking scary as You right, maybe he he thought Vincent was our butler bodyguard. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Vincent's head is just on a swivel. He's just uh, looking around to make sure there's no danger anywhere. I kind of con- constantly on edge. Tap Vincent on the arm, just like reassuringly, like, "Yep, you're our butler bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your Alfred." Yep. <laughs> Base has long since jumped off your shoulder and is just kind of, kind of like a, yeah, just he is laying down next to the block of ice that Treble was frozen in. And he just refuses to move. He's just laying next to it. Can I... Would Bass be in any way receptive to any of us going and trying to, like, pick him up and talk to him and comfort him, or...? You can certainly try. I I will try. I... Let's see. The only two... Herman would get advantage on it, but you wouldn't. Um, Okay. I'll uh, tell Her- Herman. I'll say like, you want you want go, s- Vincent. I'll be like, Vincent. Do you wanna? Do you wanna go uh, see if? I don't think they're gonna let the cat in the freezer. So maybe maybe base wants to stay with you. Yeah, I'll go get the cat. So I walk over and just pick up the cat and put it on my shoulder. He goes with you. 
begrud- begrudgingly. It's like when you pick up a cat and it's just like like uses all of its body weight to just like against gravity so it feels like it weighs a thousand pounds <laughs> the cat but just goes limp you're you're yeah just completely ragdoll but you you can pick him up and carry him as vincent feels the cat resist it's like it's fine he'll be fine you you can feel a little bit of life go into his muscles when you say that soothing words of vincent <laughs> <laughs> And then Base will just, at this point, Base will just follow Herman around. All right. Okay. Do we go back on the submarine now? I'm assuming then that you all aren't going to take the opportunity to loot. I mean, I don't think we're in the mood for looting. Kitty is trying to distract herself from anything that is happening right now. Um, you said there was like how many chests that they brought out? Uh, six. Oh, I was right with six before. I thought I made that number up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she'll just be like, she's just ignoring everyone at this point. And she's just going to go like, like she did. She slowly picked up her things and now she's just going to slowly go open and just go to the first, like, like super methodically, super like, if she has to pick the lock, she will pick the lock. She'll check for traps. She's just doing anything to focus on anything else that is not happening around them at the moment. Like, it is it is giving her something to focus on that is not trouble in a block of ice and an upset cat and Hermincent happening. <laughs> Hermincent is happening. Uh, I guess I don't want Hermincent to happen. <laughs> That is not a ship I want to sail. Uh, I guess Red would also uh, look around a little bit, not super like looting for valuable stuff, but just looking for any more diamonds specifically or um, like any magical looking items. He's like trying to stock up for like it if this needs to happen again. Ah, uh, okay. So what I'm going to say then is that you're given, you, the group, are given one of the chests. Oh, Kitty Kitty is just going to each of the chests and if they try to like, because she's just trying to open them up for them and then she's taking first dibs and if they try to like do anything, she's going to hiss at them like a cat. Like, and just. Oh, okay. Well. Full angry cat eye, like. And then she'll, like, once she's kind of taken, like, looked around a chest, she'll just move to the next chest, unlock it for them, okay. take a look, and then move to the next. Like, she's not, like, she's not trying to take everything. She's just, like, this is her, I'm focusing, I'm doing the thing that I am doing. Like, I'm used to opening a lock and just looking through the stuff, and this is letting me focus on not all the death and the people's legs getting sawed off around me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Vincent similarly feels the need to keep his hands busy because of all his pent-up rage. He needs to be doing something. So uh, I picture Vincent walking over, seeing two, like, smaller crew members carrying one chest, one on each side of the chest, and then Vincent just goes over, pushes the two of them out of the way, and then throws the chest up in the air and catches it on his shoulder and carries it with one arm back to the the boat, the ship. Here's what I'm going to have you guys do then. We're just going to do a number of rolls to see what items you walk away with. So, Kitty, I guess if you're doing the unlocking, we're going to start 
you or you're gonna start with the rolls you're gonna roll in total uh i guess it would be five d100 and this will represent and this is for the this does not include the chest that herman took so there's going to be a separate roll for that so okay this and this is going to represent the best item that you find in each okay so first three okay hold on 53 in the first chest the best thing that you find appears to be a spell scroll uh specifically for a cantrip okay so the second one that you rolled was what 82 or 3 I can't remember it was 82 or 3 okay. actually it doesn't matter because those are both the same thing hold on I have to look I didn't know that this was a thing so that's my favorite when the DM says that these D100 lists include some wild shit, and it's like, you can't look through all of it before you use it. <laughs> I, I, ha- I didn't look through all of it. I didn't know that this existed. Um, so you pull out a pale, or a, a file of pale pink liquid, and this is the filter of love. The next You have a love potion. You know, the next time you see a creature within 10 minutes after drinking this, you become charmed by that creature for one hour. You become charmed by it. Oh, so you you're gonna give it. To you someone give it to somebody else. To make else. Them yeah, I think that's you. the. It's a vial of what is it called? The f- the filter of love. Go ahead and roll the next one. I can hear a cat, and I can't uh, tell act- if it's Jordan's just a cat or my cat. On twenty, baby. A twenty. Okay. Ooh, you find a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> <laughs> you find a Starbucks gift. It's only got about the 287 on it, so you can't get a whole drink. <laughs> but at least you'll get a discount on it. That is correct. Um, I had somebody that was a manager give that to their assistant once. A used Starbucks gift card. She's like, oh, here you go. I was like, you are the worst fucking human. I've gotten that too as a as a gift. and Except that I... I, I usually ask if I can keep the card too. Can I keep it the card? My wife has a purse full of Starbucks gift cards because everyone gives them as gifts, and we don't drink coffee, so we never go to Starbucks. So she just well, keeps amassing more and more gift cards. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get tea or get some frappuccino or like baked just... goods. Yeah, cake pops. I mean, we could. We just never right, do. listeners, we're doing a giveaway of, <laughs> of all of, all of Nate's wife's Starbucks, Starbucks gift cards. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, we'd probably get a lot. You'll of get six thousand dollars at Starbucks. <laughs> You'll be drinking Starbucks for maybe, a couple of maybe years. Maybe you can use them to put like a down payment into buying a Starbucks franchise. Like, yeah, yeah I've got twenty grand. Henry and in I Starbucks are Seattle-based, so this is like a very on-brand sort of giveaway for us. Yeah. Um, okay, so you rolled a twenty, a flat twenty. So that's going to be a spell scroll that's fourth level. Okay, go ahead and roll the last D one hundred second to last it what is it yeah, oh oh you're right you're right you're right vile yeah. pink pale liquid spell scroll cantrip fourth level that's right 93 93 Ooh. wait is that 93 or 63 well it's gonna make a very significant difference uh so you should discern how do you tell Oh, I guess look at the other the, one, and one yeah, of them nine, has it's a dot. Nine, it's ninety-three. It's ninety-three. You pull out this flask. Uh, weighs well, it doesn't matter. Uh, a flask with a little blue stopper on the top. 
And this is the decanter of endless water. Those are actually very fun. Well, I'll, I'll read it for the benefit of people who might not know the decanter of endless water, like me. Uh, you can use an action to remove the stopper and speak one of three command words, whereupon an amount of fresh water or salt water pours out of the flask. Uh, the water stops pouring out at the start of your next turn. Choose from the following options. You can choose from stream, producing one gallon of water, fountain, producing five gallons, and geyser, producing 30 gallons. There's shit you could do with that. As a bonus yeah. action, you can aim the geyser at a creature you can see. The target must succeed on a DC 13 strength save or take bludgeoning 1d4 bludgeoning damage and fall prone. You can also target an object that isn't being warned or carried, and that weighs no more than 200 pounds. Anything you say and can and will be, be used... Uh, against you in a court of law. ...can be used as a flotation device. Uh, the object is either knocked over <laughs> or pushed... I already to... done that joke. I know, I have. I realized that, and like, halfway through. to do the joke. Um, okay, so you get a decanter of endless water. Roll the 15. 15... Math is fun. This is everyone's favorite part of D and D. Uh, it's a potion of supreme healing. So, ooh, that's helpful for us. Would have been helpful to have earlier. And then the sixth chest is just all ours, all of it. Correct. So that I'm actually going to have more. Uh, several of you are going to roll for. I guess those of you who are conscious are going to roll for this. Uh, okay. Also, quick question. Uh, I just, because uh, I'm looking back at the lot of gems we got previously, oh, you want, and I said you... I had 650 GP worth. How much GP should I subtract from uh, that? Go ahead and subtract 150. Destroy oh, actually, it. I guess it's going to be more than that. Yeah, wouldn't it be like I'd have 150 left? You'd have 150. Yeah, I, I, I meant that flipped. Henry, since I'm also looking uh, through these chess but i'm i'm looking for a specific thing should i also roll like a d100 or just like an investigation check to try to find you're because you're just looking for diamonds diamonds or healing items go ahead and roll investigation and i'm gonna have that roll influence what your d100 yields so okay let me start with the investigation and we'll see again my intelligence is not good but i got a 15 Okay, go ahead and roll a d100. That is a six. Uh, that's good for you. Um, you do okay. locate another another diamond. Oh, nice. nice. Okay. Um, well done. Yeah, your investigation paid off. So you find another diamond worth about about two fifty. I'm not selling this thing, so doesn't matter to me. Well, it it does matter for like spell costs. Yeah. So. Um, oh, okay. So you get a okay. diamond worth cool. 250. Um, Good. Okay, now for all three of you, each of you is going to roll 2d100. And I'm actually going to open a slightly different table for this. So, uh, so Jordan, <laughs> I'm actually going to have you roll a couple things as well. And these will be the items that base like gets in and drags out. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, he would definitely being, do that. Being the morally yeah. onerous cat that we all think he might become someday um okay so let's go around and we're gonna do one roll of d100 so herman let's start with you okay i got 84 84 
you pull out a bright green uh, flask, and that is a potion of vitality. I want to say that that's kind of a souped-up healing spell, but or maybe that's related to exhaustion. So actually, that's like a buff. It removes it. Oh, potion, it, it removes any, it removes any exhaustion off. and cures any disease or poison affecting you. Um, nice. Well, wow, that death. that works out. Yeah, not death. Um, red, uh, go ahead and roll your d100. Um, I already rolled both, but the first one was a 21. 21. Uh, you get a, a, another flask that's a potion of invisibility. Okay. Uh, Kitty, what about you? First one. 33. 33. Uh, you get a potion of speed. Uh, base. Uh, 30. You also get a potion of invisibility. Uh, okay, now we're switching to another table, which should be fun or terrible. Uh, Herman, go ahead and roll. Yeah, 26. 20. Ooh. Uh, 26. Uh, you pull out a pair of boots that are very well put together. They've got leather straps, iron buckles, they're steel-toed boots, and these are the boots of striding and springing. So... That sounds like something that Vincent would do well with. Anybody, anybody, really. I mean, uh... Permincent, as we, they are now are right now. So your walking speed, if it's becomes 30 feet, unless your walking speed is higher, and your speed does not get reduced if you are encumbered or wearing heavy armor. In addition, you can jump three times the normal distance. So, yeah. You guys are saying my walking that's going to be feet, super so that be That's useful. good for you, yeah. That is yeah. This would be great when I do more Yoshi jumps. <laughs> yeah. Yahoo! Yoshi, Yoshi. <laughs> um. Okay. Red. Uh. Go ahead. Uh. My second roll was a forty-five. Oh, sorry, baby. I touched my cat with my toe, and she freaked out. You, you pull out a polished pearl, which, for gameplay purposes, is the pearl of power. Ooh. While the, oh. would be great for a fucking warlock. <laughs> While this pearl is on your person, you can use an action to speak its command word and regain one expended spell slot. Oh my god! If, Thank God. Uh, if the expended spells, if the expended slot was a fourth level or higher, the new slot is a third level. Uh, once you use it, you can't use it again until the next dawn. That so is so good for me. Whole that extra badass. spell slot. So now you have three. Oh my god, I have a third spell slot. <laughs> okay. Um, who was next? I guess it would be Kitty. Okay. <laughs> One. Are you shitting me? Uh, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I rolled a one. Okay, so... Um, what... <laughs> Give me. You pull you out something bad. Well, no. I, I stick my hand in, and the, it turns into a mimic. All of a sudden, um, and now I'm. Can you? You stick your me. hand in, and you accidentally have pulled a card from the deck of many things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the deck card. You're fucked. You're fucked. 
Um, you pull out a Blockbuster membership card. Okay, so... Oh, no! <laughs> I have to go to Bend! <laughs> That's where my parents live. I'll go with you. We can visit. Great. Um, okay, so what weapons do you have right now? Um, I have a gun. Okay, what else? Um, You've got a, cr- a hand crossbow as well? Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, I got a gun, a dagger, hand crossbow, and a sling. And my claws. Okay, we're going to go with the hand crossbow. You pull out a slightly fancier hand crossbow, so you get a plus one to it. Well, that's not bad. It's not It's not bad. It's There's nothing wrong with it. I just had to do trying to figure out which of the weapons would make the most sense for it to be a plus one for. A plus one fucking gun! <laughs> that comes later. That'd be radical. <laughs> um, okay, and base, go ahead and roll, and let's see what... Uh, 81. 81. Huh. Um, one second. Please hold. It's always my favorite. Find an Please hold. <laughs> Please hold while DM figures out what the fuck is going on. I need to get some, like, intermission. Your call is very important to us. Please stay on the line. Okay, Bobby, I need to get like a really like a, a minute long of you just doing that. At some point, whenever you have a minute, just record that for you seeing that for a minute. And anytime we need intermission music, it's just gonna be that. <laughs> okay, so base you for reasons that perhaps are beyond more advanced creatures' understanding. You pull out a pair of leather gloves. They're like climbing gloves, and in fact, these are the gloves of swimming and climbing. Base is going to look great in those. While wearing these gloves, climbing and swimming doesn't cost you extra movement, and you gain a plus five bonus to strength athletics checks made to climb or swim. Good. That'll be great when trouble is alive again. So, question. When you say leather gloves... Do you mean that they are leather gloves for treble, or do you mean that they are four little leather booties? For I, I mean, they're magic. They can. They be can anybody's. be whatever you want them to be, and I will let you have some agency there. Base will absolutely keep those, so he just slides those. Base on is now wearing so gloves. He's... That's gonna Kitten make his claw Kitten attack kind of hard. <laughs> Can we say that no, they're, they're fingerless they're, uh, gloves? For, so they <laughs> yeah, for flair, it's it's fingerless well, for a cat. gloves. They're like for, for a cat. Yeah. What the yep, fuck is the yep, point? Yep. Whatever. Someone draw this cat with fingerless. Or gloves. no, it's <laughs> it's like in uh, the first X Men when Wolverine puts on his suit and then he's like trying to figure out how to get his claws out and then he just retracts them. That's what Base does. He puts the boots on and then he just like looks at him and like like. Sticks out his claws through the leather. Incredible. Uh, Base also walks around and does that thing that cats do when they don't like things on their feet and keeps shaking the paws. Okay, last thing. Uh, you guys are also going to find some coins. So each of you roll a D100, and we're going to take the sum of that, and you can divide that how you want. Ooh. Ooh. Don't roll a one. I got a three. 88. Oh, geez. 91, okay. 24. 115, okay. And uh, base, go ahead and roll as well. Uh, 59. Okay, so in total, that is 
174, which divided by four is not an even number. Fucking Christ. Okay. Uh, so, we haven't, like, okay. there's a lot of stuff. We it's need fine. To, like, Give it all to Kitty. Yeah. Give it all to Kitty. It's, it's, so Kitty it's, 100, it's 174 gold in total. I yeah, guess we, for the time being, one of you, yeah, what you were going to say, one of you take it and you can divide it up how you want later. But that's yeah. what you find. Because we have other, we've had no time to just like sit through our stuff and go through. Right. Uh, yeah, Kitty also still jack. hasn't told us that Mabel is alive. Oh, it's true. We're not going to let you forget that. We really <laughs> need you to tell us that. That's okay. like the one thing I remember from session to session. That is what you discover. So there's two more things I want to do before wrapping up the session. Are there anything, is there anything that you guys want to do while you're on, while you're still on the ship, on the deck? No. I want to talk to the cleric more, but I'll do that on the submarine later. Yeah, Kitty's not talking to anybody. She's just like, like she said, she methodically went through all of these things, took a thing, hissed at anybody, like... It's like it's like when you see that cat at the the vet who definitely just does not want to fucking be there and will rip your face off if you get to too close to it. Okay. You just that like, tracks. Kitty is full on feral cat mode right now. <laughs> okay. Vincent's gonna go back on the submarine and just play with bass, and he's gonna flick coins into the air. And now that bass has these sweet boots, bass is just gonna run up the walls and jump off the walls and catch <laughs> the coins midair, and then bring them back to the permit. <laughs> I do like that. That's a good touch. Two things here then. The first is that uh, you see just before you guys uh, go back below the submarine, uh, you see some of the crew members with the body of this of the uh, ill-tempered Lokatha. And they're doing sort of a burial at sea thing where they just kind of throw him into the water. Oh, they didn't bring him back to life? No. But what you hear one of them say is, He died as he lived, filled with anger. And then the guy kind of <laughs> like gives a shrug to the crewmates and then just they all push the body over. I wonder if they the Lokatha has like a like a DNR type thing, like where it's like you can't raise me back if I die. Well, part of the reason too, uh, the acid damage was pretty significant. So, oh, okay. So it would have needed like a higher level. Yeah, and he would have needed like either reincarnate or right, you know, because he's just talked. At the risk of breaking continuity, that really kind of changed. I can't believe that the (laughs) that the Lokatha failed that badly on the roll. Um, Just at, but which is fine. Which is fine. I guess that makes my job easier in some ways. Treble. Let's let's go to you in dead space. You have a brief moment immediately following failing your your death save where you uh your soul leaves your body. You see your your body just lying there with base kind of curled up next to it. And this is immediately after the after you die. So there's still kind of a battle going on around you. After a minute, this vision kind of dissipates and you find yourself in a long hallway with sort of an off-white walls and ceiling. And on your left and right are a series of doors extending out in front of you 
and it, this hallway goes so far, in fact, that you can't see the end of it. Are the walls made out of plaster, like a drywall type wall, or is it like made of like marble and like is it more fitting of our time, or is it like like a more ancient feeling thing? Um, you can't really tell. Um, the texture okay. is sort of not vaporous, but it looks very like almost like stucco texture, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't have a good way of describing it except to say <laughs> it's indescribable. <laughs> there, I'll, it's like okay. H.P. Lovecraft. No, no, I can't. Fine. I don't actually have good vocabulary to describe my horror, so every horror is indescribable. <laughs> but above the above each of these doors, you see written in every language that you know and probably written in every language you don't know are the names of various deities from every pantheon in existence and that's above each door or that's so each like a different name a different is name is above each door, each door. there's also okay. a door that you pass where there are no names written the only other thing you see is sort of dead in the middle of the hallway. There is a little desk with a sign that says information above it. And sitting at that desk is what would appear to be a tabaxi reading a newspaper. I will stop. I'm kind of walking down the hall. And when I get to the door that has no name above it, I stop and that piques my interest. So I kind of go to reach for the handle. And as I do, that's when I notice the information desk. And so I, before I grab the handle, I think twice and I walk over to the information desk. Is there, is there a chair in front of the information desk or is it just like a walk up? Desk. Uh, it's just a walk-up desk. Um, it's also worth noting you don't see anybody else except for this person at the desk. What you originally thought was a tabaxi, it really just looks like a column of smoke. Like this vaporish form sitting there that from a distance kind of looks like a tabaxi, but when you get closer it just looks like smoke sitting in a chair sentient smoke as it were and when you approach you can't really see any eyes and it doesn't have any discernible features but the newspaper lowers slightly as if someone were looking over the top of it and then they fold the newspaper and put it down well traveler how come you here this day a bit of bad luck i would say hmm luck such a mortal concept. And where do you go from here? Do I get to choose? If you want. Or we can choose for you. Can I choose to go back? The column of smoke pauses for a moment and then in almost an apologetic tone says... Oh, I'm afraid not. That's above my pay grade. But 
You can choose what sort of afterlife you want here. The, uh, at that treble kind of looks around and points at the doors and says, so I just pick one of these fucking doors and then that's just happily ever after in one of these doors or is do some of them suck? Some of them are, well, some of them are quite unpleasant. But I will say this for you. A vast majority of people who ask for information here don't get the choice to choose. So are you saying that I'm special, or are you saying I should shut the fuck up and just make a choice? I think the latter in this case. He stands up, and he kind of does the, you know, when you're trying to, like, leave a place, but trying to be subtle about it, and you're like, well, uh, <laughs> so he's like, well, um... I think it's time that I better uh, get going then. And he stands up and... (laughs) You can do that, but as you're doing that, the smoke is going to say, where could you possibly be going? I know everything about you. You know everything? I mean, I have to. And then... A little tendril of smoke kind of points up at the information sign. Like, it's in the name. So, you're just some kind of afterlife judge about my character? Oh, I wouldn't call myself a judge. I'm... Well... It's hard to explain what I do. Think of me like... Like an afterlife travel agent. I send you to places that interest you. So if my interest is going back, one of these doors must lead me on the path at least that I can go that direction, right? Uh, if a column of smoke mm. could look quizzical, it would, but frankly I don't know how that's possible, so... It pauses for a moment and then says, perhaps, or maybe this is just the beginning of your new life. Where did you come from? Bastalon. You know that, though. I know. But maybe that should give you an idea of where to start. And it clicks its fingers and several of the nameplates above some of these doors begin to glow. And if you were to look at them, you would recognize them as being deities that are Bastalone in origin. If you don't wish to see any of them, that's okay. You can always go in there and points over to the room with no nameplate above it. What's in there? Peace. That sounds nice. Many think so. 
Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty Bradley, Dan Rogland as Red, Jordan Fugit as Treble. Our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. All of our artwork was done by Ashley Meisner Terran, and our intro and outro music was done by Alex Hills. If you like what we've been doing, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think about the show. We have a lot of things we're really looking forward to over here at Dial M for Magic. We have a lot of exciting collaborations. We even have a couple new side projects that we've been working on that we're really excited to share with you in the next coming months. So be sure to keep a lookout for that. Our next episode will be coming at you March 17th, and we look forward to seeing you then. I need to I need to run to the restroom real quick, but I don't think I'm going to be a part of this for a while. So <laughs> That's fine. Right You're dead anyway. <laughs> you could have peed, and none of us would have even known. That's true. Actually, you would have peed anyway because you would have lost muscle control when you died. <laughs> I mean, that's true. true. You, do, eva- you do evacuate all of all every of every orifice, um, which I, I realize that sort of uh, dampens the emotional high, but because it, it is crap dispans. <laughs> yeah, this is now a grim dark podcast. Well, you shit yourself when you die. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, we do need to acknowledge that if Treble does somehow wake up, the Treble has. Poopy <laughs> <laughs> A little later on. And Ray's dead is also, uh, bards can get that too, apparently. Yeah, not if they take a level and fucking fighter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not still salty about that at all. It's fine. Just, it's just fine. completely... Uh, let's all skewer Jordan while he's not here. Well, he's yeah. just... <laughs> it's good. And your poetry? Terrible. It sucks. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, like your name. Get it? Get it? <laughs> ha ha. Jordan, are you still in the bathroom? Oh. I've been okay. listening yeah. this... No, I've been listening this whole time just crying myself to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> well, but that means you're asleep, so it's okay, and we can continue to talk about you. So... I like the like loud mic noise that happened as you rejoined us. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, because I was muted. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming that you heard the portion where they're putting you on ice. Oh, I've okay. I've heard the whole. Yeah, yeah. I've been back for a for a minute. But you missed the portion where we talked about how you pooped your pants because you died. I. I did miss that. <laughs> I, he edits this. He's going to um, edit it out. Yeah, I was... That, that's not going to so don't worry about that. Good luck. I'm going to talk about it constantly. They're going to put you on ice. You're going to be a poopsicle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God. This is a podcast for adults. For uh, grown Not anymore. It's not. Uh, I think we've, cr- we've crossed that bridge and then burned it behind us. Now so. it's only for 12-year-old boys. God damn it. Mission complete.